It's time to create better. Create better family, health, business, and self. Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. And oh my goodness, you you might not be able to see me right now, but I am so comfortable and feeling so relaxed because I've got this gorgeous smash and test romper on my body right now. And I also have this hot cup of coffee beside me and you might laugh. I even lit a candle and I'm going to show. Oh, nice. (laughs) Because I love the ambiance (laughs) and, you know, I just... I just love doing this podcast, and I'm thrilled to have my guest with me today. She was born and raised in Vancouver. My guest, Ashley, built Smash and Test with her mom and best friend after recognizing an unfulfilled niche in the fashion industry for comfortable and stylish loungewear. Founded in 2016, Smash and Test has since grown from just two employees to a team of over 65 in just five years, and it landed the eighth spot on Canada's top growth companies in 2020. Now the co-founder and CEO Ashley was named one of Canada's top 40 under 40 in 2020 and spearheaded several notable collaborations with celebrities such as Julian Harris, Sarah Landry, and Hilary Duff. She is an incredible, she wears her heart like on her sleeve, heart on the outside, totally family-oriented mom of two gorgeous baby girls and a wife to Mike. And I just want to say, Ashley, welcome. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and hang out. We've known each other several years now. So cool to do this together today. I, I love it. Like if I could have you here, I would feed you some Malaysian food and, oh, yeah. and cheesecake. <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. <laughs> tell, okay, tell our listeners where you are right now. I am in sunny Los Angeles, and to be specific, uh, in the South Bay, which is all the beaches, so I can't complain. It's beautiful out today, 25 degrees. I was saying, Elaine, I'm not used to having uh, a hot Halloween, (laughs) so I'm used to being in Canada and wearing winter coats and um, and, you know, not even getting to show your Halloween costume, but it's beautiful, sunny, hot, uh, and I can't complain. Yeah, I wouldn't complain about sweating underneath your Halloween costume. (laughs) (laughs) LA problems. Yes, LA problems, for sure. Ashley, I want you to share with us something that, you know, many people might not even know. Was there like something like a story from your childhood, like a, a time in your youth where you remember that helped create who you are today? I'm not talking even about rompers. I'm just talking about superwoman that you are <laughs> I would say the 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 biggest thing and I, I always say this to working moms now who maybe didn't have a working mom but the my I think that was most impactful is having a mom who uh was a career woman um she was in finance in the 80s and 90s uh working her way through leadership she's now the president of a large financial institution here in Los Angeles and having her as a kid to 
to show me every day what it meant to wake up, uh, to go after what she loved, to be truly passionate about something that maybe was outside of the household, um, really shaped who I am today. And I think in the moment, it didn't feel like that. You know, what it felt like was like, where's my mom? And all the other moms are picking up their kids from school. And my mom's not picking me up from school. She's still at work for another three hours. Or, um, you know, how come my mom is away and I have a recital and she can't make it? And it felt difficult in the moment. But honestly, in hindsight, I, I'm like, I wouldn't have had it any other way because what I, what I had instead is so much more... Um, I think for me, it's like, you can teach somebody how to be confident. You can teach somebody how to go after what they want. But for me, I just watched my mom do it every single day. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that experience that I had, even if it did kind of suck at the time. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, like I was a former school teacher and I, I, I hear you when, even as a teacher and I didn't have kids yet. And I, I knew that my grade one class, my grade two class, like when we had a performance, the only thing they cared about was finding their mom or somebody to wave to. They didn't sing. They they totally messed up their part, but they didn't care. All that was important was for them to see someone they could wave to. And I totally get it. Do you ever like right now when you're like flying here for a meeting, I'm flying over there for a meeting and leaving your girls behind. Do you, do you feel what you felt when you were a kid is that yeah and I think that's why I like to I like to tell as many moms as I can because I do feel that and like a funny story there's this thing called trunk or treat in LA and I have had such a busy work week I've been flying around all of October traveling I volunteered of course to be the trunk or treat mom one of them And I had never heard of this because I'm Canadian. And apparently it's a thing. Now, I didn't know that. I showed up today at the school ready to go. I'm like, what do you need me to do? Put me in coach. And they're like, well, you need to bring your car. It has to be decorated. You need to have treats. Look, hopefully not candy. They should be healthy. And I'm going, oh my God, I am not at all prepared. So I randomly saw this car fully decorated, two moms in typical, I'm not going to, this is going to really rub it in for Canadians, but they were wearing bathing suit costumes because it's that hot. And I'm like, moms, I'm like, listen, I signed up. I have a feeling you're doing trunk or treat, had no idea what I'm doing. And they both were like, okay, mama, I got you. One of them put a headdress on me. The other one gave me two Halloween blankets. The other one was like, just go to CVS. It doesn't matter. Get candy. The kids will love it. Um, they're like, pull up next to me. I'll play monster match. The kids will love it. I'm like, okay. And so I'm given to a bikini. <laughs> felt so supported in this moment and I'm like this is where and you know it was like it was honestly they were like it doesn't matter like you're here your kid's gonna see you they're gonna be happy that's it end of story we'll make it happen and I I, it just was a reminder for me to be like yeah like is it hard people say this all the time can you have both you know can you can you balance work and work and kids can you and it's like not always gracefully that's the answer it's not an easy task. And there's lots of times where I'm flying somewhere and I know that I'm not going to be able to pick Frankie up from ballet and I feel a tinge of guilt. Um, and, but at the end of the day, I know because I lived it, I know that the long-term effects of this, as long as I'm, when I'm here, I'm here for her. I, and I am, you know, I'm present, I'm engaged. I'm then I know that down the road, I have a feeling she's going to be a force, you know, because she's and this is the other part that's so cool. I, my mom used to leave for work and I, and I did too when I was a teacher, but 
my Frankie actually gets to watch me work because I work remote so much of the time. And so not only is she seeing me or knowing I'm doing what I'm loving, but she's actually seeing me do it. Like she's actually like, and so it's so cute because she'll come up to me and be like, she'll go on her my phone and she's like, smash and test, beep, boop, 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 boop. And I'm like, she's like, oh my goodness. I'm working on the financials right now. I'm very busy. I'm like, you're adorable. And so, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's important. We don't beat ourselves up. It's like, no, you can't beat yourselves up. No, I, I totally understand. And when I first started easy daisies and I'd have to get on a plane to a, a, a toy trade show in New York. And, and I knew sometimes like I'd be on this flight knowing that I was going to miss a dance recital or something. And I had actually got like emotional on the plane and I like probably more than once because I remember the stranger beside me would say, oh, is this your first flight? <laughs> like I was crying. Like, no, sad. No. <laughs> no. And then I just started saying, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's my yeah. first flight. <laughs> yeah. Much faster. Oh, my goodness. Well, you are super mom and and things. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember any of the ballet recitals my mom missed. I honestly don't. What I remember is my mom, you know, having matching PJs on Christmas Absolutely. Day, crafting with my mom. I don't remember. I don't remember any of those little one-off things that in the moment felt a little bit like a tinge of pain for me. I don't because none of it in the long run really matters. So we got to yeah. let go of some of that stuff as moms, you know? Yeah. No, Ashley, I love what you said. Like just when you are there, be fully present, right? And that that's the moments they remember. Yeah. And, you know, like, like after when I had a stroke and I had that stroke rehab for seven months. And, you know, one of the lessons that I, I remember learning and profoundly was learning to be uh, a master of single tasking. And that meant putting my full everything into that relationship that I was spending that time with. You know, if, I, if it was with my daughter or my son, my husband, or at work, like then I'm fully, like if I'm writing one email, I'm going to focus on that. And maybe- That's amazing. And maybe like, it just means learning to drop the balls and it's okay. Cause you know, how many times have I felt like I had 22 balls up in the air with my arms tied behind my back? Hate that. And you know, and I learned it's okay. Let the balls drop. Just focus on that person you're with right now. Yeah. Yeah, it might suck, but you know, if those things are important, they'll come back. They'll, those balls will float around you if they're you know, It's funny you say that because I get this question a lot and they're like, people are like, how do you nurture yourself when you have so many things going on? How do you take care of you? And I'm like, I am the worst. One piece of advice I got, and it's similar to what you're talking about right now, is like, it's actually a form of meditation to be entirely present, even if that means it's in action. And so for me, I'm a go, 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 like uber productive. I'm not, and I'm not happy unless I'm producing. And so someone gave me a really good piece of advice and it was like, that's okay. Like you do you, but see if you can actually, if so you're in the shower and you're washing your hair, can you just think about washing your, your, just wash your hair, you know? And that, that is a way of actually meditating versus sitting somewhere and being like, I'm quiet. I'm burning out. Cause I'm like so bad at that. But uh, when someone told me that piece of advice, similar to what you're talking about, single tasking, it's like, Oh, okay. It actually does rest your brain a little bit. It actually does like make you more, much more engaged and like yeah. relaxed in a sense. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's challenging. Yeah, it does. It's like, it takes training to do that because I, I'm so like, you know, I'm really happy when I'm productive. Like yeah. if I, my yeah, yeah. And, like it makes me happy. It, it's just like, I'm like, Oh, I got this done. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it 
totally. It's like, what you're doing, what? (laughs) (laughs) Now, okay, super romper queen, I I have to ask you, okay, how did you get from being a school teacher, which I think some people don't even know that you were, you have to tell us a little bit about that. Like, what on earth did you teach? And and those people, your kids, those students were probably like freaking out that you are who you are today. So how did you go from school teacher to romper queen? Well, I was a teacher for 10 years. So all in my twenties. Um, and I was a high school teacher. So I taught anywhere from like English, uh, to theater. I taught, um, yeah, a lot of theater. I finished my career doing, I was the full-time theater director, um, at a secondary school in Quitlam, Glen Eagle. I think your kids go there. Whoa. Yes. 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 So look at the theater wing. You'll see like posters. It'll say directed by Ashley Freeborn. So you're kidding me. Okay. No. I do that. Yes. And it like was the most amazing. Honestly, I just love my career so much. I love the kids. I loved being creative together. I-, I see flashes of what I do now then. Like I, I recognize that what I love the most was cr- we almost ran our own business in theater like we as a team would put on these huge productions that we'd work all year for and then we'd want to make money so that we could put that money back into our next big show and do it even bigger and so I loved that element of of what I was doing and but I always loved fashion and I think I think if I if I look back when I was in high school I didn't see a lot of young women entrepreneurs that wasn't something that was on my radar and so even though I love fashion, it seemed risky. It seemed like crazy. It seemed like, well, you know, I, I wanted to go do something where there was a pension and there was benefits and security and all of it. And so remember, I mean, like Instagram didn't exist. You couldn't see a 22 year old running their own brand, you know, like that's the way you can see it now. And so I went into teaching and I loved it, but all the while I really wanted to do fashion. And so I think it was finally in 2014, I went and did a summer crash course on my summer off um, in Condé Nast College of Fashion Design in the UK. Wow. And uh, that's where the business plan was really born. And it was born out of a love of my mom and I. We, we love matching pajamas. And so all year we would try to source the most, the coolest pajamas for Christmas morning. And um, that's really what Smash and Test was founded on was like um, mm-hmm. family, comfort, fun community. And so, and then, yeah, it just, honestly, there's so many things I did as a teacher now that I'm like, oh my gosh, all of those things set me up for my career now, primarily just a focus on togetherness and like a joint goal and creating something as a community. Mm. Like that's to me what Smash and Test. Oh, and we happen to make clothes, but like really the (laughs) strength of what we do is the community that we have. I love that. I love that. Follow through into clothing. I, I love that you, you, you said that so well, right? It's, it's not about rompers. It's not about great, comfortable, like fabrics that, you know, want to hug your body, but it's about bringing people together and, and just celebrating that, like any person, like family, community. And I love that. I love that so much. Thank you. That's so true. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of our awesome listeners who are, you know, starting out in, in their business or in it for years. And sometimes we get stuck on the, you know, the production and deadlines and shortage of materials, but we forget the, the joy side, which is we're making someone happy. We're helping somebody bring family together, whatever that product or services that you're doing. 
and and that is the feel of an entrepreneur. It, yeah. it has to be because if we forget that, then it's a little bit stressful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it loses the fun. Yeah. Okay, I know that you're like just skimming over how you became the smash and test romper queen lady, but I have more questions, so it's all good. But there's this quote that says, you know, tough times never last, but tough people do. And and you are an example of this. And you you make it look easy and it is not. And if you could share, Ashley, like one time you failed or hit rock bottom you just want to throw in the towel can you think of one of those moments that you could share with us and and what 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 was it and what did you get out of that to pick yourself up and and be where you are today yeah I think like that gosh I have one of those moments daily you know like I honestly have moments where I'm just like what am I doing like this is so hard and it's such a grind and I'm tired you know like I think you just get really tired Um, and I mean, I have multiple things from, you know, huge production blunders where stuff comes in and it's not at all what you, you know, had ordered or designed or wanted, you know, to Hillary Duff, you know, obviously saying no, not saying no, but through her people, I heard no multiple times. Um, and I just kept seeing her wear the clothes and I was like, Oh no, you have to do a collab with us. I can tell you love the brand. And and, you know, so there's lots of times you hear, no, there's lots of times you feel like, oh, this is not going to happen for me. And I think it's only tenacity that separates a successful entrepreneur um, from the rest of the pack. You know, it, it really is just like one foot in front of the other, where there's a no, you don't sit in it. You've got to keep going. You've got to be like, yeah, that sucks. Fine. If you need to grieve it, grieve it. And then onward and upward. And I think mm-hmm. like, it's so easy to get stuck in those moments and to be down on yourself and to think like this is a horrible idea and then your failure and all of those things. But um, the truth is, is that those, those are the moments that make you a more creative entrepreneur um, and um, they build grit and that's what it takes to be successful. It's not easy. You know, my mom always said the lucky or the, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yes. Like people are like, you're so lucky. It's like, what? I actually work really hard and, um, yeah. So, and I think that, that, that there's a lot of truth in that. So I think that's what I always say is like, you just, it's literally because people be like, I have an idea, but I don't know how to, and it's like, you just have to put one foot in front of the other. You really do every day. Just keep grinding it out. Yeah. Even if you're moving an inch forward, you're moving forward and ask lots of questions. Like I, when I see like people, there's a humility there that like, I think I also see among successful entrepreneurs. It's like, it's okay to ask questions. Okay. Not to know every answer to every question. It's okay to be like, Hey, I want to work smarter, not harder. How did you do that thing? And like, I see that in common as well with entrepreneurs. Yes. There's creativity there for sure. And there's an originality, but there's also like an open and willingness to learn and to, um, to Absolutely. kind of, yeah, to realize you don't know everything about everything, you know, but you want to learn. Yep. Um, I love, love everything you're saying, like tenacity, grit, and the willingness to learn, right? Like, yeah, don't be too proud to ask, like what you just said, ask lots of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, like if, if I could go back in time, I, I would have asked for help much sooner. And yeah. So do it now if you're listening. Don't wait 10 years. Yeah, do it now. <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I want to know, 
I have a question that I know that people have asked me to ask you. And what was that first big break or turning point for Smash and Test? Was it like a collaboration? What was it? Yeah, I think um, a series of little things, but I think the one where I felt like, oh my goodness, um, there were several there were several big milestones. One of them was the first time Jillian Harris wore a romper. And um, we, cause before that we had a romper was one of many other different product offerings. And when she wore it, it sold out in like a day. And it was a very pivotal moment for our business because it was like, Oh no, we actually don't have any more stock. And then it was like, uh, what do we do? And so we went into this pre-order model that's really um, held us through the last five years of us being in business. Very smart. More of a sort of sustainable way of producing uh, for the demand that you have. So that was a big moment because also in that moment we realized, Whoa, women want rompers. And so we pivoted hard into the romper world um, and kind of everything else kind of fell to the wayside as we really honed in on the product that we, that we felt was going to get people most excited and happy, et cetera. So that was a really big moment. And then of course, to, to close that circle, you know, years later, not years, maybe a year and a half later, actually uh, doing a collaboration with Joel was like, it was just a full circle moment for me in that like, and now obviously getting to hang out and chat and tell her like, wow, you really made such an impact in my business. And, mm. you know, but, but you know, that's, that's where I say the, the, the harder I work, the luckier I get, because you can have that kind of a moment. It's what you do from in that moment and forward that really counts, you know, like I'm sure Jill talks about a lot of products, but what, how do you as an entrepreneur take that leverage that build off of that? Right. Like, and that also comes back to humility. It's like, sure, did I have all these other product offerings? Yes. But like, whoa, actually what customers want is this. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go into what people want and I'm going to like make a huge business change and I'm going to, and so you have to just be open to like life's possibilities and just, you know, you never know which way you're going to go. And, and yes, is it, did Jill do amazing things for my business? 150%. And I tell her that every chance that I can get. But it's really about the team that then ran with that, you know, like that mm -hmm. opportunity, seizing it, going hard after it, um, I think is what um, was kind of magic about Smash and Test. That, that is awesome. That is awesome. And that's how humble you are because you're, you, you give appreciation and, and credit to where you feel should have. And, and that is very admirable about you, Ashley. You're okay. awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. Now, you also make collaborations look super easy, and I know it is not, but tell us, how how do you do it? How, do, how does one even think of it, and what do you do? I mean, we're the, we're the collaboration queens. I think we do one every month at least, if not more, multiple. Um, they're not easy, but at the root of Smash and Tess is uh, a focus on, on collaboration and, and winning together, and so I think, like, for us being open to partnerships with other like-minded uh, individuals and brands and is just, first of all, super friggin' fun. You know, we have a blast doing it. And it's also, um, it can be really impactful if you're introducing each other to each other's communities, you know, it's a really cool thing to be like, hey. Is that, is that how you would reach out to them? Uh, depends. Um, sometimes it's like an organic thing that just builds and, you know, and, and sometimes it's like, 
um, seeing people wearing your clothes and really being supportive of your brand makes you want to be like, Hey, like let's, let's work together. Um, but yeah, there's multiple ways. It's not, we have kind of a way we do it where we like to approach our collaborators to be like, Hey, we like what you're doing. Um, we think you're really cool this. And then we'll communicate it by like a deck where we say like, this is how we think we could work together. Um, and we even give some creative ideas as to how, what that could look like. And then we kind of go from there and we strike out a lot. Like if you knew how many pitch decks we put together and how many people we've been put in front of and how many times I've heard the word, no, uh, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised, you know, but it, it, you just keep, you have to keep going, um, yeah. for every like hundred no's you're going to get a yes, you know? So you just gotta that's, keep going. That's awesome. That's great advice, right? Like, yeah that hundred no's, you might get a yes. <laughs> so true. Like, like even when we're selling a product or service, right? They say it takes seven to 10 touches before you might even hear back and don't take it personally. People are busy. People are busy. There's exactly. stuff going on. Everybody has so much going on. Now you lucked out and worked, you're working with your mom and your best friend. What? Right? Like most people would say, oh, don't work with your mom or dad. <laughs> or don't work with your best friend unless you don't want to have that friendship anymore. Tell us, what is it like to work with your mom and your best friend? Oh yeah. I mean, it's not easy for sure. It's, uh, it's a challenge, but it's so fun. And I always say like the benefits far outweigh any of the challenges. I think like clear division of responsibilities is very important. It's like, you have to know the, and, and I believe so much in strengths-based leadership where it's like, what do you love? Like, what makes you tick? What are the things that you're like, yes, I want to do this all day long. And then what are the things where you're like, it might even be you're good at it, but you hate it. (laughs) Um, And then what are the things that you love? And you're like, yes, I'm hitting my groove. This is where I'm like creating the best product, the best version of myself. Like, and so, and then, and then creating, you know, a division of responsibilities that's aligned with that, with those strengths. And I think like, if you do that, then you're in a much better position. I think what can be clunky is in the beginning, as things start to build momentum, you start to be like, well, I thought I was doing that. Are you doing that? But this is my role. Like, and I think you start to step on each other's toes. And so I think clear communication, I'm lucky because my mom and my best friend, like I've been friends with Mercedes since I was five. So she's a sister to me. So it's really like a matter of like, Hey, are we weird right now? What's going on? Like, or like, or it can be just like, you know, Merle loves something and I'll look at them and be like, I actually hate that. I hate it. It's just like not into it at all. And she'll be like, you're not, you know, like we just have these really open, honest conversations. And I think that's part of it is yes, for division of responsibilities, but two is like clear, like lots of communication, just like being open to having tough conversations when they need to be had, um, knowing that we have the best intentions, right? Like, Mm-hmm. I think that's also it is like knowing that someone means so well mm-hmm. and it's coming from a place of love and trusting in that. Um, Best, yeah. And then you can, then it's just a lot of fun. Like after that, <laughs> once you get all that stuff sorted out, it's like, it's a, it's a blast working with your mom and your best friend. But we have different roles. My mom's not in the business every day. She's doing her own thing. She's more of an advisor. She comes in when I need her. Um, Mercedes is very clearly on more of the aesthetic side, doing lots of design, photo shoots, et cetera. And then, you know, I'm, I'm on the, I'm on all the business performance calls, grinding hard. The face, I would say the face, the PR, the. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I used to run marketing. I finally have an amazing VP of brand marketing who took that over. Uh, but I ran marketing for a long time. 
Ashley is sharing so many great tips and strategies here, but we're going to take a pause and we're going to share part two, which you do not want to miss on the next episode. So tune in and catch her incredible marketing strategies. See you then. Bye for now.